Dr. Elliot Peters, a surgeon who has his palms read, initiates a journey he should never have begun, one that threatens to put an end to his sane life. Is it possession? Paranoia? The fate that lies in this surgeon's hands has him questioning his Hippocratic Oath. Maybe he's being controlled somehow, or something darker, madness even. His wife, Marion, thinks so, and rightfully. The prophecy asks of him not what he wants, but what he must do. Dr. Peters, Dr. Elliot Peters, has gone mad. Death by a surgeon's hands. Welcome listeners to your all-time radio episode for a Monday no less just to kick your week off. I have for you a creaking door episode titled Death by Your Hands and as always remastered and tweaked just for your lovely ears. So turn the lights off, the sound up and get ready for something different. The manufacturers of State Express 3.5 Filter King cigarettes take pleasure in presenting The Creaking Door. Strong life. Tell the rich story. 
For you, the surgery was natural. Yes, when you were young, you mended a bird's broken wing. You grew happy in the strength you gave to others. You were content in the strength of your young hands and your work for a time. Oh, yes, you met someone you loved. You married. Then a great cloud settled over you. This cloud is in your life now. It fills you with fear. Something that you scarcely admit to yourself. I do not understand it clearly. It is... Oh, oh now, now I see it. It is... Oh, oh, no, no. What is it? Tell me. I, I see something terrible. What are you saying? Tell me what is written in my head. I, I must know. Oh, oh, I tell you. You know too well what I see in your hand. Go and never come here again. There's death in your hands. she saw was the truth. And then suddenly she, she screamed. She refused to go on talk to death. Oh, John, don't think about it. Someone was half crazed with fear for her grandchild. John, listen to me. Let's go to the party. Carl Cherney's there. I know he can help. He's just back after years of study abroad, working in the occult sciences. Black magic, palmistry. Perhaps he can... Look at the water, Marion. How tranquil, and yet how black it is. Down there. Lean out here. You will see. There. There. John, are you listening? See those lights flashing on and off down there in the water? Luminous. Each with its shining battery. I don't see anything, John. It must be your imagination. Just now, I, I don't know what happened just now. I, 
I can't even try to explain it. You said before that Carl Cherney was at the party. He's returned here after years of study abroad. Perhaps he could tell me. Perhaps he might know the answer. Tell you what, John? You said he was a student of palmistry. Perhaps then he can tell me what is written in my hand. Getting out of here! I've got to put you away from you! Let me 
me to go with him, but I refused saying I loved you, wanted to be with you. Be with you? You would murder me. Don't come near me. Don't you dare. Marion, wait. Don't go. Marion. Oh, Marion. Oh, no. Was I trying to kill her? No, not Marion, my wife. Think any other way. I love her. Maybe it doesn't have to be her. Perhaps my name at the end of her lifeline does mean life together. My hands say death, but not her death. Death. Perhaps there is another way out. Perhaps someone else will serve to fulfill the prophecy. Perhaps if I kill someone else, someone, anyone, then maybe I shall obtain release. Yes. Yes, that is my answer. I must kill someone. International success. The taste that's uniquely three fives. Only when no expense is spared in its making can a cigarette taste so light, so smooth, so satisfying. Three fives. Get the taste. The taste that State Express created for you. The taste that has made three fives the king size cigarette of international success. Get three fives. Get the taste. Poor Dr. Elliot is seated alone in his quiet office in the hospital. He has had no sleep. A thought keeps burning itself into his brain, torturing him. Can I kill someone else? Not Marion? Can I? Who will notice what I'm about to do? So much death here in the hospital. All that is needed is a simple error, a miscalculation, the merest slip of the scalpel. I'm free, released from the fate that is written here in these hands. But I am a doctor, a physician. I have sworn. I swear by Apollo, the physician, and Aesculapius, and Hygia, and Panacea, and all the gods and goddesses, that according to my ability and judgment as a physician, I will keep this oath forever and this stipulation. The oath of a physician to his profession. The oath I swore to uphold. But I cannot listen. I cannot. Marion's death is written in my hand. This I swear. Into whatsoever house I enter, I will go unto them for the benefit of the sick and will abstain from every voluntary act of mischief and corruption. This I swear. Into whatsoever house I enter, I will go unto them for the benefit of the sick 
I will abstain from every voluntary act of mischief and corruption. This, I swear. This, I swear. Yes, yes. This is Dr. Elliot. Prepare the patient in surgery A immediately for operation. Wait, 
Doctor Elliot. The bleeding is profuse. No, I said wait. I tell you what to do. Doctor Elliot, the patient's pulse is beginning to fall rapidly. Doctor Elliot, quiet. I'm in charge here. I see death at your hands, Doctor Elliot. Death at your hands. Doctor Elliot, the patient's blood pressure has taken a serious fall. At the end of my lifeline, your name, John. Your name. At the end of my lifeline. Doctor Elliot. Doctor, have you better use the ligatures? This patient will require transfusion unless their bleeding is stopped. No, no. No ligatures yet. It's all right. It's quite all right. What could it mean, John? Your name, written at the end of my lifeline. I understand what it means, Marion. The patient's pulse is very faint, Doctor, almost imperceptible. I see death at your hands. Death at your hands, Doctor Minion. Death at your hands. Doctor Elliot. Doctor Elliot, what are you doing standing there staring? I can't do it. I, I can't. No, take over. I, I, I can't go on with this operation. But you must. You can't stop now, Doctor Elliot. Look at me. I'm trembling all over my... My hands are shaking. I, I can't control them. You've got to pull yourself together. It's impossible. No, I can't do it. I tell you, you've got to complete this operation. If I go on, I'll kill him. I'll kill him, do you understand? I kill you now. You've got to take over now. You've got to. Listen to me, Dr. Elliot. There's only one surgeon in the world who can successfully complete this operation. And that man is you. No, I can't. I, I won't touch her again. Dr. Elliot, look at me. I've seen your work before. I know what you're made of. I understand the tension that grips your throat, that tightens your fingers. Remember, Doctor, this woman is not only your wife. She's also your patient. Yes. Yes, all right. Yes, she's my patient. Remember, Doctor, a woman is bleeding to death under your hands. You and you alone can save this patient. Shall I clamp off the vessels, Doctor Ellis? The vessels. Yes, yes. Clamp off the vessels. That bleeding must be stopped. Nurse. Suit your nurse. Sponge. Cut off the anesthesia. Suit your nurse. Dr. Elliot, what is it, Lowe? May I say something? I've had the privilege of working with many great surgeons, but sir, that operation and your behavior in that room were the most magnificent I've ever witnessed. Thank you. I didn't know how true it was that you were the only surgeon in the world who could have pulled through that, but after that grueling operation earlier this afternoon, the tremendous strain of hearing of your wife's accident, it was no wonder you were overwrought during the operation on your wife. It was absolutely... Let's not speak of it anymore. Do you mind, Lowe? Ah, sorry, Dr. Elliot. Dr. Elliot? Dr. Elliot? What is it, Lowe? It's the patient, Mr. Cherney. What about Cherney? He was crushed horribly in the accident. Dr. Peters performed the emergency operation, but uh, I'm afraid without success. He was too far gone for man's aid. Is he dead, Lowe? No, he's still conscious. He's got a few minutes left. He said he had to talk to you. Oh, I know it's asking a lot, but... Would you mind, Doctor? That's all right, Lowell. I'll be glad to see him. Where is he? You wanted to see me, Cherny. I haven't much time or much strength to speak. You know that. 
your palm. I said I saw death at your hands. I hoped that would drive you to murder. I wanted you to kill. That Marion would be free to come to me. To be mine. But you said you saw my name at the end of Marion's lifeline. You knew I would understand that meant her death at my hands. Why? I knew you would understand. I spoke to Marion after you left, after I had read your palm. I told her I loved her, asked her to come away with me. She refused. She loved you, Elliot. You alone. I knew then that even if you killed and Marion were free, she would still be yours. I would never have her. I've been mad, insanely jealous. I determined that if I could not have her, neither could you nor anyone else. And then I saw your name at the end of her lifeline. I told her so. I knew you must understand the meaning of those words, that you would kill her. Then you did see my name at the end of her lifeline. It is true, then, that I must kill her. Am I to have no peace until I've killed her? No, Elliot. Your name is written at the end of her lifeline. But her lifeline is very long. As long as yours. Both of you have a long life ahead of you. Together. But the death that is written in my hands. You saw it. The gypsy saw it. Death is written in my hands. You said so. Yes. Death is written in your hands. Death, the constant companion of the great surgeon. Death is with you always. Death at your elbow at every operation. Death stands by at every stroke of the surgeon's knife. Death is in every line of your hands. But you triumph, Dr. Elliot. You triumph over death. Yours are the hands of a great surgeon. A great healer, winning victory after victory over what it is your destiny to struggle against. Victory over death. She was right after all. What was written in Dr. Elliot's hand became true. His destiny was a struggle against death. The battle of all great doctors. But what about you? What about your hand? What's written there? Do you know? Perhaps 
Brilliant as always. I love these old time radio episodes. The twist at the end are always interesting. The jealous lover and how death wasn't for Dr. Peters himself, but the one who wards off death, whose hands are battle worn with victories of saving lives. Absolutely marvelous. I'm really enjoying these creaking door episodes as well. They are often darker, more mysterious, and enjoy a good twist. This Wednesday, mates, I'm going to delve into some Japanese mythology or Japanese something else. I always enjoy their folklore and unique tales, and if I have enough time, I'll surprise you. Also, listeners, I have another Earl Grey Patreon that is supporting the podcast. Welcome, Mace Joe, to the ranks of Earl Grey Enforcer. It's people like yourself. They give me the opportunity to bring out new and interesting content. I'm really dumbstruck because this is getting me really close to using these initial funds to reach out to authors. Oh, so excited. So thank you so much, Mace Joe, for the support. If you want to support the show with dollary dues, mates, I have a link in the episode or on SoundCloud that says support this show. A quick way to just hop on over to Patreon and I'll keep it brief. Another way to find my Patreon is to type in www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt and perhaps have your own palms read, or maybe not. Have a deliciously devilish night, and till next we meet.